Hallelujah. Amen. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Yes, bless your name, God. I think he sang it. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. In my mouth, in my mouth, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. In my mouth, in my mouth, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth hallelujah hallelujah bless the lord again the lord is greatly to be praised on this blessed sunday morning again thank you for joining us for our sunday uh, communion worship service as we look to lift up the name of jesus and celebrate him, hallelujah, and remember all that he has done for us. For the, what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him and heaven and earth adore them. Bless the name of God, bless the name of God. I greet you in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and I am just overwhelmed with joy to be with you on this morning to share the word of God with you in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I pray your week has been blessed and again we're starting a new week on this sunday so we're praying that your upcoming week will be week will be blessed as well hallelujah hallelujah but let's get started in the word of god this morning that we may be blessed by what the lord has prepared for us to hear on this blessed sunday morning amen 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 again my wife read the text for us this morning uh, out of first corinthians 15 and 58 We'll read it once again for your hearing. And it reads as thus, therefore my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. The word of God for the people of God, praise be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, again, we thank you and bless you for this time you've allocated for us to come before your throne of grace and mercy. God, that we may obtain favor in our time of need, Lord, and we need you more than ever. God, I ask that you move right now during this time and in this service, God, again, that you may be glorified and your saints will be, will be edified in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you hide me behind the cross, that you may get all the glory, the honor, and the praise. God, we thank you and we bless you. Us in the precious name of Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Now, as we navigate our way through these difficult 
days of which we have never experienced before as the church. I believe the Lord is looking for we the church not to shrink, but to mature, grow and advance in creative ways like never before. You see what we are experiencing in these challenging times as the church has awarded us, the church, the body of Christ, an opportunity to mature in ways that our methods are different, but our message of the cross remains the same. Now, the difficult days we are in the midst of as the church are not out of the norm. For scripture and in particular, Acts chapter eight reveals to us that when the church experienced the difficult days of persecution, it matured and grew the church as it was scattered throughout uh, the regions of Judea, Samaria and Gaza. Now, many of us were brought up to think that if you were older, elder or up in age, you automatically took on the mantle of being mature. But in this age of observation and information by way of social media and the vast amount of news affiliates, we find out that the way we were brought up to gauge maturity was wrong. Because we found out that in the last four years that you can be as old as our nation's president and still not be mature but immature, so immature that you call people silly names on Twitter, make fun of people's disabilities in rallies, insult other people groups in interviews, freely use foul language in press conferences, and fail to take responsibility for the inability to address a pandemic properly in debates. You see, this type of behavior reveals to us that being older and up in age doesn't guarantee maturity. But what does guarantee maturity? Those of you who are mature would testify that our, your maturity was gained by way of going through some stuff, amen? Some, some rough stuff, some life altering stuff, some mountain topping, valley low stuff, some good, some bad, and some ugly stuff in your life. But while in the midst of going through all that stuff, you left room to learn something about you. And what you learned about you while you were going through is that you have to hold on to someone bigger and better than you. And his name is Jesus. Uh, but we also learned that, that and while we were going through this stuff, we learned how to wait. We learned how to well. We learned how to surrender and submit to God's will for our lives. Therefore, when you came out of the stuff, the mess, the trials you were going through, you came out stronger. You came out wiser. You came out better. You came out mature. New direction over the 
last few weeks, we have been through some stuff. But profoundly, it's that type of stuff, my God, that will develop, grow, ripen, and mature us as a church. That even in the midst of a pandemic, we can display the markings of a mature church. I heard someone say that the church is either going through some stuff, coming out of some stuff, or on its way into some stuff. And profoundly, it's that stuff we experience as the church that will develop, grow, and ripen us, and even the more mature us. Now, the opposite of maturity is immaturity. And immaturity means to be underdeveloped, undergrowth, and unripened. And immaturity is revealed when going through rough stuff causes one to quit, give up, throw in the towel and convert back to their ways of old. You see, if you find yourself reverting back to your old habits because of the difficulties you're facing in life or like on your job or in your marriage or even in ministry, you may be struggling with some immaturity. And when immaturity is found in the church, the body of Christ and those who make up the church, it spurs this thing called carnality. And carnality is the exercising of fleshly acts, such as envy, strife, immorality, complaining, division, and spiritual amnesia orchestrated by the people of God. And that's what Paul was addressing here in 1 Corinthians. Paul who founded, pastored, and poured into this church, pens this letter with a deep care and concern for the carnal condition that this church was in. And because of an overwhelming dose of immaturity in the camp, again, Paul had to address it. You see, Paul expected this church to be showing forth the markings of a mature church, not the characteristics of a carnal church. For this reason, Paul confronts this issue. For Paul knows from experience that carnality leads to death, but maturity and spirituality leads to life and peace in Christ Jesus. Therefore, the apostle Paul is moved and motivated to share and show this carnal and confused crowd what it takes to exemplify the markings, hallelujah, of a mature church, which is to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Yeah, see, a, a church that is, is it's steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord is a church, hallelujah, that shows forth the markings of maturity. You see, Paul heard about this church's plight. He examined the problem, and now he renders a prescription. And look at the prescription, y'all. It's for the church to be steadfast in faith, unmovable in focus, and forever abounding in the framework, hallelujah, of the Lord. You see, Paul wanted the church of Corinth to be a church that would 
serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence, presence with singing, knowing that the Lord, he is God. So he enlightens them on what the markings of a mature church embody, which is look to, to, to be steadfast in faith. Now this word steadfast means, look y'all, it means to be firmly fixed in place. Look, not subject to change, but firm in belief and in determination. See the Lord's desire for the church is to be a mature church, hallelujah, that is fixed and firm in faith, focused on him and him alone. And whatever challenges we face as the church, the Lord wants our faith in him, look, to be subject not to change, <laughs> amen. Now we know a lot of things are subject to change in this life. For the weather is subject to change. It's a little chilly out there this morning, y'all. As we get older, our bodies are subject to change. A uh, fashion is subject to change. See, there was a time when bell bottoms and uh, uh, platform shoes were in, but fashion has changed. And on Tuesday, we pray the office of the president be subject, hallelujah, to change. But the steadfast faith we have in Jesus Christ as the body of Christ that make up the church should never ever be subject to change y'all, no matter what. See, no matter how difficult the days get, we need to be steadfast in faith. No matter how dark it looks, our steadfast faith should never change. No matter the outcome on Tuesday, our faith as the church in Jesus Christ will remain locked into him and never change. And, the, and truth be told, y'all, we're going to get the opportunity to put our steadfast faith in action after this day of spiritual celebration as the church because we come to celebrate the name of Jesus. Because what I found out by way of the word of God is that celebration, when it happens, there's usually some, some confrontation afterwards. See, if you recall, Jesus was, when he was baptized and celebrated as God's beloved son at the Jordan River, Jesus was then led to the wilderness for some confrontation. But his steadfast faith in the written word of God was able to bring him through. And as the church in the 21st century that now has become mobile and tech savvy that we may reach the globe, hallelujah, is going to need that same kind of steadfast faith to accomplish our mission as the church. And our mission is to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And when we do that as the church, we show forth the markings of maturity. Yeah, we gotta be steadfast in faith as the body of Christ 
And when we do, God looks down at us and say, you're showing forth the markings of a mature church. But also the markings of a mature church is a church with this thing called unmovable focus. And what a movable focus causes the church to do is lock in, hone in and concentrate on the one who has the power and authority to benefit and bless the church. And his name is Jesus Christ. And with Paul knowing the carnal condition of this church due to immaturity, he surmises that their once unmovable focus on Christ has now moved to the things surrounding them within the city of Corinth. Things such as wealth, worldly wisdom, uh, popularity, possessions, and fleshly philosophy. So these things made their unmovable focus as the church become movable and because of that, they began to focus on the things around them instead of who founded them, who delivered them, who saved them. And as we look to fulfill the Lord's purpose as the church, it's imperative that we stay free uh, from focusing more on what surrounds us hallelujah, but, but have a movable focus on the Holy Spirit who has taken up residence in us, according to John 14 and 7. For it is he who will lead and guide our focus to remain on Jesus and Jesus Christ alone as the church. See, in these days of disorder, confusion, and greed, so many churches have lost their focus and it's evident in their doctrinal expression of faith that has been found to be false and full of fluff and it has become uh, so accepting that the very elect of God are being deceived. Help us, Jesus. See, that's why having unmovable focus on Jesus Christ as the church is so important yesterday, today, and forevermore for we the people of God. Because it's that unmovable focus on Jesus that will empower us as the church to take on wisdom and knowledge that it may detect and deflect false doctrine when we hear it. And saints of God, you'll know when you hear false doctrine for it will cause your spirit to become uneasy and upset. So much so that you will be moved to challenge false doctrine with the truth of God's word that is infallible and unfailing and will accomplish what it sets out to do. We have to challenge the false doctrine, y'all, that is being spewed out from church after church in these tough and difficult days. And we do so with the truth of God's word. And we as the church step up to this challenge and be bold enough 
in the name of Jesus Christ to challenge false doctrine. We show markings of a mature church. God is looking for a mature church to step up for him in these difficult days and proclaim the true and living word of God without fluff, without falsehood, but with truth that folks that are hurting, hungry, and hopeless can be saved and come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Church, we have to show some markings of maturity. But lastly, 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 the markings of a mature church is a church that forever abounds in the framework of the Lord. And this word framework equates to work of the Lord. And as a church, as a church, as a church, as we move into this new phase of utilizing technology to accomplish ministry, the Lord desires that we not be a church that looks to impress the masses, but a church who longs to impact the masses by doing the work needed to save souls. See, in these days of confusion and chaos, the church of the living God should be inclined to do something. And that something is the Lord's work. I know we're in a pandemic, but the Lord's work doesn't stop getting done. No, he still wants us as the church, my God, to do the framework, which is the work of the Lord. See, I, I, I believe it, it, see, it, it was Pastor James over in James 2 and 26 that said faith without works, hallelujah, is dead. You see, our faith should cause us to work for the Lord even in these difficult days, hallelujah, where we, we can't be connected, but we can sure enough work for the Lord and pray for one another and encourage one another in the body of Christ. And we, the saints of God, the body of Christ, who make up and represent the church, have been assigned by God to do some work for the Lord, some constant work, some consistent work as the church. And when we do so, we show forth and shine forth the markings of a mature church. And Paul here in the text reminds this immature church that they must get on the ball and get to work for the Lord. Now, I, now I know that Paul is, is, is encouraging this church and he's doing so right here in the text, but he's also encouraging us today to get on a move that we can execute the framework, which is the work of the Lord and, and, and the Lord's work which is a structured work, an orderly work, a large work, a determining work, a gratifying work, a God-given work 
that when executed God's way, God's results will be experienced. See, and this framework of the Lord for each church is usually found in their mission statement. Uh, see, if, if, if you are a member of a church and you should have a, a mission statement. And, 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 and if it, it's a mature church, uh, you, 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 you'll know it because again, you'll find their, their mission statement on their website. Hallelujah. Yeah, and, 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 and if you want to see it, you need to plug into their website, amen? But, 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 because, but I've come to, to realize, y'all, that, that, that sometimes what we see on the website and, and what we're actually doing doesn't match up as the church. Oh, my God. See, we, we, we'll list a, a lot of things that we do, hallelujah, in, in ministry on our website. But, but, but we're not actually fulfilling what's on the list. Amen? See, I, I've come to learn that mature churches just don't list what they do on their website. But they do what they list on their website. Oh, my God. I, I believe the Lord is getting tired of we, the church, listing all the stuff we do, but not doing all the stuff that we list on our updated and attractive websites. No, 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 in these last and evil days, we find ourselves living in as the church. We have to be overly intentional to do what we list on our websites that people can experience help, hope, uh, healing, change, transformation, and restoration that comes from the power of God working in us and through us to do the will and the work of God as the church. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. We got to do the work. What's listed we need to be doing and not bragging about how big our list is on our website. But no, God is impressed when we're actually doing what we're called, called to do on our websites, y'all. Amen. Saving souls, ministering to people that are hungry and hopeless as the church and what he'll do, he'll empower us to do it like never ever before. And look, he'll do it individually and collectively as the church. I don't know about you, but during this time, hallelujah, I, I, I've come to the realization that I gotta do more because there's more of a need out there for folks to hear about Jesus Christ. Again, folks are hurting and hungry, y'all. And when we as the church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, the called out assembly of God, uh, do the work, my, my God, with passion, commitment, and love, we show forth the markings of a mature church. I'm, 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 I'm excited, y'all, that we, 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 we are, 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 are in line to show forth the markings of a mature church as we work unto the Lord. Now, Paul finishes out this verse with some words of encouragement 
for we the church. For Paul says, knowing that your labor, hallelujah, is not in vain in the Lord. See, as the church, we need to be encouraged every now and then. Because doing the work, hallelujah, the, the, the good work, the labor, the framework of the Lord can be taxing at times. But the incentive to do it unto the Lord, knowing that without a shadow of doubt, it will not be found worthless, foolish, or fruitless, but valuable, productive, fruitful, and profitable to the Lord as souls are saved by way of the work. I can't get off of it, y'all. The church does for the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And when we find ourselves, as we find ourselves in a pandemic, that seems to be here to stay. We, the church, have been given an opportunity to make a difference. Therefore, let us strive to do so to the glory of God that we may show forth the markings of a mature church to a world in need of a savior. We've been given an opportunity, y'all, in these days of pandemic, these days of corona, to step up as a church and be steadfast, unmovable, and forever abounding in the work of the Lord. God wants us to step out and be that church, that mature church that steps up and proclaims the gospel, even in times like this, with power, with boldness, with bravado, that folks may come to know Jesus Christ as Lord. I encourage you today as the church, the body of Christ, hallelujah, to stay steadfast and immovable as we abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that our work in the Lord is never in vain, but it's to the glory of God that souls may be saved. God, we thank you. God, we bless you and we give you glory. We thank you for life and life more abundantly that you have given us, God. We thank you for the love that you've shown to us, Lord, by sending your son down 42 generations to suffer, bleed, and die for us, God. And Lord, we know we, he didn't do it just to do it, but he did it because he loved us, God. And he loved us so much, God, that he hung on the cross, knowing, God, that he would rise one day. His, that wasn't the end, God. We thank you, God, that Jesus Christ, he rose from the dead. And because of that, we have eternal life, Lord. But God, help us not to be lax in our eternal life that you have given us. God, help us as the church, God, to do the work, to be steadfast in our faith and immovable in our focus as we concentrate on doing the framework, the work of God 
in these days. God, give us courage, God, to do it with power and authority and passion, God, Lord, that folks may know you. God, take any fear or doubt out and give us what we stand in need of, Lord, which is more of you to stand boldly, hallelujah, on your word and proclaim it in a day, God, where folks are falling by the wayside through false teaching and false doctrine. God, give us the, the, the wherewithal, God, to stand on the unfillable and the infallible word of God and share it with those who have been hoodwinked, hallelujah, to think otherwise. God, we thank you today and we give you glory, God. We pray, we pray right now that your word continues to manifest in us and through us, that we may walk in it, we may apply it, hallelujah, and we may share it. For us in the precious name of Christ, we pray with thanksgiving that the people of God say amen, amen, and amen. The markings of a mature church. God is calling for us to be that, to be that, to be that in these last and evil days. Amen, 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 amen. Well, as you heard the message, you, you see that being a, a, a mature church is, is, it can only happen if we're connected to Jesus Christ. Ah, amen, amen, the head of the church, the head of the church. And therefore, 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 if you don't know him today, I'm inclined through the power of the Holy Spirit to share him with you today. See, if you don't know Jesus Christ for the pardon of your sins, I, I come by to share him with you today. And, and it's easy to accept Christ. It really is, y'all. It's like ABC, accept, believe, and confess. Therefore, therefore, if you're out there and you want to receive Christ as your, look, personal savior, join me in this brief prayer that you may experience salvation. God, I thank you. God, I bless you. God, I believe, I truly believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died on the cross, but I also believe that you were, were raised from the dead. God, please, please enter into my heart. Change me, make me new and make me right. God, I surrender to you and to you alone. God, please write my name in the book of, of the Lamb in the name. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus, God. Thank you for receiving me as your child. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, uh, brother or sister, the Bible says that you are saved. Hallelujah. And I always like to share and let you know what you're saved from. And, and, and you're saved from the power of sin, the penalty of sin, which is death. And one day, even the very presence of sin. Hallelujah. If you made that confession today, I encourage you, please contact us by the phone number that my wife shared with you earlier, that we may encourage you, walk with you in your Christian faith, that you may grow, hallelujah, and become a disciple that makes disciples in these last and evil days. But also, also, if you have turned away from the Lord because of these devastating days, I encourage you right now to come back to Jesus. For, for the Bible says that, that 
he, he loves and is married to those who turn away from him called the backslider. You know him, but you have turned away because of these difficult days. I encourage you to come back to Jesus. And, 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 like, and like the father of the prodigal son, he's there with his arms open wide to receive you, hallelujah, into the family of God and restore you to back to who you were in him. If that's you, if that's you, contact us as well. We wanna pray with you. We wanna help you just grow and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Again, thank you. Thank you for joining us on this Blessed Communion Sunday morning. And as it is communion, we ask that you hang around with us and experience communion with us for this communion is called, Jesus calls for us to do this in remembrance of him. And it's a time of rejoicing knowing that Jesus suffered, bled, and died just for us. Hallelujah. So, so take, take a minute and grab your elements if you have them. It can be fruit juice. It can be a cracker. It can be bread. Anything that you have available uh, uh, that, that you can commune with us on this blessed Sunday morning. And to our New Direction family, we encourage we will, going forward, be delivering elements to you that you can commune with us through the elements that we use at our church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, 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 amen. Let's enter into our time of communion. I'll be reading uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 33. Amen, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23. Through 33. And the reason is thus, for I receive from the Lord what I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on that night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. He gave thanks and, and said, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, hallelujah, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Verse 33, so then my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. 
If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment about the things I will give directions when I come. Amen, amen, amen. Let us pray, let us pray. God, again, we thank you and bless you, God, for opportunity to partake, God, of your holy communion. God, uh, a, a time set apart, God, for us to recognize what you did for us on the cross of Calvary. God, we thank you, God, for your commitment, hallelujah, to us in spite of us, God. God, we ask right now, God, that you bless the fruit of the vine that represents your blood that was shed for us. For without no, the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. God, we ask that you uh, bless the wafer, God, Lord, that represents your body that was beaten, hallelujah, uh, just for us as it took on our sins and the sins of the world. We thank you, Jesus, for hanging up there just for us, God, and being the appropriation for our sin, the sacrifice, hallelujah, that can only take away our sins. God, we thank you and we bless you. Of course, in the name of Christ, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. As Paul said, as Paul said here in the text, uh, we should be encouraged to examine ourselves before we take up uh, the fruit of the vine and the wafer. So take a minute to just examine yourself and, and pray to God for any unconfessed sins, hallelujah, that, that, that we may have committed. Yes, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Bless your name, God. Bless your name. On that faithful night, it's recorded that Jesus, with his disciples, he took bread, he broke it, and he blessed it. And he said, eat, for this represents my body that will be broken for you. Let us eat together. In the same manner, Jesus took the fruit of the vine and said, this represents my blood that will be shed for you, hallelujah, for the New Testament, for the new covenant. Drink ye it. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. God, again, we thank you and we bless you, God. We thank you, God, for your blood and your body. Again, God, that was tortured, my God, just for us, because you love us, Lord. Help us, God, help us, God, to walk in the remembrance day after day of what you did for us. God, that we too may sacrifice ourselves, hallelujah, our bodies as living sacrifices, 
holy and acceptable to you, which is our reasonable portion. I got again, we thank you and we bless you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. Well, the Bible goes on to say that they left the Mount of Olives singing songs of worship. Now, we may not have a Mount of Olives to go to, but, but we sure enough have jobs and communities and even family members that we can go and share and show the love of Jesus Christ to. So I encourage you on this communion Sunday to walk in the newness of Jesus Christ and be encouraged to share him and show him in every opportunity you get. Even though we're in a pandemic, it doesn't stop us from being who God called for us to be. So we bless you. I bless you on today and encourage you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 God, again, we thank you and bless you for this time. We thank you for your word. God, we ask that you continue to bless us and keep us. God, we ask God that you move mightily, God, Lord, in the community and in the world, God, and bless those that are hurting and hungry for Jesus. God, we pray, Lord, that you touch those that are on this sick bed of affliction, God, and you give them what they stand in need of, God, which is healing that comes from, hallelujah, the hymn of your garment. God, we pray, pray your blessings over our church and God and churches worldwide, God, Lord, that we may stand fast and stand ready, hallelujah, as the church, hallelujah, of Jesus Christ to share the unadulterated word of God. Yes, help us, God, to stand fast and stand ready to share you. For us in Christ's name, we pray. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to the only wise God, be glory and honor forever and ever. Hallelujah. Be blessed.